Hope you're having a great Friday. It's seven figures, all the information that you need to dominate your finances. I'm Sandy Waters. Thank you so much for being here, for checking out the podcast every Friday on rochesterbuzz.com, on iTunes, on Google Play. Thank you for subscribing, telling a friend, and giving us a review. And you can always reach out to me at sandy at rochesterbuzz.com. I saw a really interesting article on USA Today saying that millennials may be the most entrepreneurial generation ever. A new study shows that millennials have more experience with small business and a greater desire to start their own business than previous generations. Is this a good thing? Before we cash in with our expert, Mike Pizak, the perfect go-to guy on this topic, I want to take a moment to say thank you to our good friends at Family First Credit Union. From personal banking to business services and home loans, their number one priority is finding a solution that works for you locally. Good people over there at Family First. Okay, we bring in Mike Pizak, the president of Genesee Northern Research, a bachelor degree in chemistry, a master's degree in business management, is a licensed U.S. patent agent, has also published over 20 papers in the field of electrochemistry and mechanical design during his 35 plus years in the industry. Mike is also an adjunct professor at Roberts Wesleyan College School of Business and coaches MBA candidates and engineering students at the University of Rochester Simon School of Business. Mike is active in the local business community and has founded or co-founded five startup ventures. So yes, you are our go-to guy. And what's so cool about the Seven Figures podcast is the interaction and the feedback that we constantly get from listeners, which is so awesome. So I thought it would be even better if we invite the listeners on the show with us. So I invited Janine on the air with us. Janine, are you there? I'm here. Okay, Janine, Mike, Mike, Janine. Hi, Janine. Hello. Hello, Mike. So we read the USA Today article that cited millennials. The younger generation is all about starting their own business, doing their own thing. And Janine, this hits very close to home with you. Yes. Um, My son, Jason, he's 18 and he'll be graduating. He's a senior in high school right now. He's very adamant about not going to college and is looking to start his own business, like maybe either in, I mean, he's talked about roofing and landscaping, which he has done during summer um, in his high school years. And I'm, I'm not sure if I should encourage him to start his own business or uh, go the traditional route. I don't know what to do. I mean, I went, I went the college route and have a, a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't, I'm really confused as what to do. Well, you know, that's, that's a situation that, uh, that a lot of people find themselves in. You know, they have a, a fork in the road. Do you take the traditional route and go to college and, and hope for the best? Or do you, do you follow your dream and start a business and uh, learn essentially on the job? And, and that really is the, mm-hmm. is the thing about, about starting a business. If you're that young and you've never been in the, that environment before, it's a case of you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more than just going on a website and ordering up business cards and, you know, putting an ad in the, uh, in the newspaper and, you know, and, and taking jobs. The other thing is that a lot of times when people want to go off on their own and do something entrepreneurial and take a risk, they look for advice. And, you know, the unfortunate thing is, you know, people give them 
advice that's often overly encouraging. You can do, you know, you can do it, you know, if you put your mind to it and, you know, the world is your oyster, go get it, all these kinds of things. But the, but the truth is the people you're asking aren't the ones that, in most cases, are going to be dealing with the, the financial fallout from your decision. Do you feel like okay. social media is feeding into this false hope? I think it is, yeah. I mean, people see what, you know, you know, Zuckerberg has done. Yeah, and, right. And, you know, incredible that, you know, some of these people have, have seized on something that's really taken off. And now it's like, well, gee, if I come up with a, a widget or something like an that. An app, right. An, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, an app especially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it just, you know, the, the money just comes rolling in. Best thing, of course, is to is to test the water if you can first. And, you know, there's a discovery process involved with any kind of business, whether it's a tech-based business, an app or something like that, or bricks and mortar, you know, kind of thing. You, you need to see what the market really is and get a good a good idea of what what you can really achieve with, with the business. In the case of, of a landscaping business, best approach is maybe considering something like, like an apprenticeship where he would spend is working for a landscaper, learning the business, learning customer interactions, seeing how jobs are priced. And that's a big thing is, you know, and, and you know, do your normal, your normal college, you know, work uh, during, the, during those semesters and then spend the summers getting the experience, enough, uh, enough knowledge behind him that he could make a go of it. It sounds like, Mike, you're saying, hey, trust your gut feel, Janine. Yeah, yeah. And, and there are programs uh, locally that would be complementary, you know, educational programs I'm speaking of, that would be complementary to this line of work, too. Uh, if nothing else, just business administration would be a big help. What is one thing that she can say? Because you know she's going to go to her son and mm-hmm. her son's going to roll his eyes and not listen, right? Because that's just how teenagers are. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> yeah. So they what... know everything. They're right. now. <laughs> so what's the one thing? Because you have so much experience with this and owning businesses and companies and corporations. What is the one thing that nobody realizes when it comes to owning your own business, working for yourself? I think that it's the scope of the duties that you that a, a person a business owner needs to needs to fulfill to make that business successful you have to wear so many hats you have to be a salesman you have to be an accountant you have to be you know the person to actually do the work mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah uh, and all those things kind of fall into it and early on you can't afford the help to to take care of those things yeah. Oh, this is great, great, great advice, Mike. Thank you. Hope you can follow his dream and be successful. All right, Janine, best of luck to you. Thanks for listening so to the much. podcast, Thank too. You both so much. One of the things about uh, about a new business, especially one that you're really passionate about, is that sometimes that passion puts blinders on you. Mm. And you can't, you know, you, you can't see the trees because the forest is in the way. You know, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, and, and the most, the most common problem, and, and especially in the case of uh, newer high-tech entrepreneurial uh, endeavors, is the monetization plan. You mentioned someone comes up with an app. Yeah. And, well, that's great, but how do you make money on that? I mean, you know, 99 cents a download is tough to pay bills. So <laughs> uh, you, you, need to, you need to really put together a plan and test it 
I feel like the stories that we hear, the success stories, like you mentioned Zuckerberg and in those type of stories are eye-catching and it, it, it pulls out the dreamer in all of us. But then you have to pull away and look at it pragmatically, right? And, uh, and what Janine is struggling with, I think a lot of us are struggling with. We are often blinded by the success of others and not realizing that that one or two success stories comes out of a pool of millions mm. who have tried. Yeah. So how did you do it? Because you did take a passion and create success. So what was the what, what was your story? What was the one major lesson that you learned or that big hurdle that that you can share with us that we can learn from? Uh, for me, you know, uh, I decided that uh, that I had opportunities in in engineering consulting and that I could make a living doing it. You know, at at that point in time, uh, our, my life was, was becoming simpler. You know, I was a little, little older. My mortgage was paid off. I didn't have kids at home. And so there was less of a ah, risk. Okay. You know, my, my needs were, were simpler than they would have mm. been if, if I was much earlier in, in, in my life. And, you know, I started my business when I, uh, I was like 50, I think, 49. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was, it was later. You know, I, I mean, I've okay. been doing this for a little while. But but still, it. Uh, That's really big, though, because at fifty, there are a lot of people who think, "Oh, I I'm stuck. I'm stuck at fifty. I can't I can't do anything else. I just gotta, you know." Yeah, but it, it happens more than than you think. I mean, I, I, the old story is that Colonel Sanders started Kentucky Fried Chicken at like what, uh, seventy or something. True, true. You know, but but the fact though are, are that you get to a point, a crossroads in your life. And if your situation is such that running a business is compatible with, with the lifestyle you want to have, you know, great. I mean, some people want to start a business and make millions. Others, you know, it's like if I can maintain my lifestyle and have the freedom of, well, you think it's freedom at first, but <laughs> <laughs> have the flexibility of, of, of having your own business, then then that's a path you can you can take. I decided that you know, when I started thinking about this, well, you know, one of the things I want to do is go back and get a, you know, get a, my master's degree in business. You know, I, I was a scientist and did a lot of work in that field, engineering and, and that sort of thing. But I said, Gee, you know, I really, I really need to know a little more of the nuts and bolts of business ownership. Mm. So uh, I invested in some additional education at that time. And, uh, you know, that, that paid benefits. You know, there, there were things that, you know, as I mentioned real early on in our discussion, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And as difficult as things like science and engineering may seem, boy, you know, when you're when you're dealing with marketing and pricing a product and things, you know, it's it's really it's tough. It's tough stuff to learn because if you don't launch it right, if your price is too high, you know, then well, you're not going to get business. If you're too low, yeah. people look at you as being, well, maybe there's not value there. It is an art in itself, the, well, the business end of things. Well, I hope Janine's son, I hope she plays this podcast for him because you, you know, as a an adult, an established adult, went back to school to crave more knowledge and uh, expertise. Well, you know, I did it twice, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, Dude. after that, then, then when I decided that running my own business you know, and patenting things, you know, for myself or for the business. And I was shelling out a lot of money to lawyers. And at one point I said, you know, I could learn to do this. Ah. So that so, yeah. it was, so it was law school and a bar exam and, wow. you know, becoming a patent agent. So I could save a few bucks there. But, 
Yeah. So what? <laughs> what? It's so impressive. But you're right. It. I think it does start with you have to be in the right financial spot in order to feel like you can take bigger risks. Yeah, there is. And and you're taking the risk not just for yourself, but your family yeah. and others. And uh, you, you need to really weigh the pros and cons of those decisions before you make them. So what lesson should we be teaching our kids to help set them up to succeed in the future? You work with a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs in, in your classes. What do you tell them? Well, uh, I think you can summarize it in, in, in one word, and it's preparation. And that is preparing yourself financially, you know, because you have expectations of what you might might be earning or what you may need to live on. So preparing yourself educationally for that enterprise you want to get into, if it's, if it's technology-based, you know, a computer science degree, uh, you know, business administration, things like that uh, all always help. Uh, preparing yourself uh, uh, experientially, like, do you have the experience to to do this? If not, uh, you know, where can you get that? Is there a, a, a company that you can work for to learn the ropes? The, you know, here in, uh, in the Rochester area, you know, Monroe County, there are services available. Uh, the Monroe County website has a tab for business. Under that tab, there's a link to something called the Entrepreneurs Network. It's uh, partially funded by the state and the county of Monroe. And it is specifically for people who want to try an entrepreneurial uh, path. You know, they offer classes about product launch, uh, you know, how to start a business. Uh, they bring in a lot of local leaders to, uh, to assist with budding entrepreneurs. Uh, there are places like High Tech Rochester, which has uh, facilities to, to house businesses. They have a location downtown now. They're just about to open it in the Sibley Building. And uh, there's, of course, the one in Henrietta, uh, the Lennox, Lennox Tech Center. And they also have staff that assist uh, entrepreneurs or people wanting to start a business with, uh, you know, getting through those first few hurdles. So there are resources available, and you really need to avail yourself of them. Give yourself a much better chance. What about online? Could that be a resource? It feels like you can find a lot of the information that you're looking for with a YouTube video. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there is. And you could find enough bits of of knowledge out there to help you along, provided, of course, that it's, you know, it's valid. Yeah. Uh, You know, people can post anything and you need to you need to put a filter on that to find out what's valuable and what, you know, is just someone posting. (laughs) I mean, look at I just post a podcast every week, but, you know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and you have me on it, so boy, what, you know, what does that tell you? <laughs> All right, so getting a little personal now, because I think it is important to learn from each other and follow each other's path when it is a path of success. Um, you are financially successful, right? You're in a good place. You said you paid off your mortgage. You're at a spot where you were able to take the risks that you have taken. Are there any financial rules or tips in your house that you follow that maybe we can pick up on and adopt in our own family budget? Uh, you know, it's, it's living living you know at or below your means. Uh, there's generations you know before us that that were intense savers, and you know I learned from from that type of person. And I didn't. I learned I really didn't need a brand new car. You know, every mm. two or three years. You know, uh, yeah. or I didn't need to have a, you know, 
square foot house, you know, for, mm-hmm. you know, for three people. So uh, <laughs> it was, you know, not, not to say that, 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 that those things are wrong. Yeah. Everything is a, is a life choice. But uh, I found that, uh, you know, if I, if I took, if I took that money and, you know, I put it away or, you know, invested it conservatively, it would probably do me more good long term than it would be to have four living rooms, you know, for instance, or, or yeah. you know, so I, uh, so yeah, I, I, I think that's probably it, you know, just live, live within your means. Uh, you know, you can obviously treating yourself and enjoying life is, is part of the journey and you don't want to deny yourself things like that. But, uh, you know, if you're, if you're looking at making a, an expense that could be on the extravagant side and you're thinking in your mind that it might be extravagant, that's probably a sign that you, that you're probably going a little over the top. You know, if you have to, if you have to talk yourself into it, Ah, then, then, okay, you already know better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I would, I would say that I guess that would be a, sort of a rule of thumb. Perfect advice. Uh, Michael Pizak, President, Genesee Northern Research, uh, among the laundry list of other credentials. Thank you so much for taking a, a few minutes with us today on the Seven Figures Podcast. My pleasure, Sandy. Thank you. For all of us parents who are starting to invest in the 529 College Savings Plan, this is a good episode to save, just in case our kid says, I don't want to go to college. All right, now it's time to bring in my dad. Father knows best, my dad's two cents. Have a great weekend. Dominate your finances. It's amazing how many people don't realize that earning a lot of money doesn't automatically make you rich. And earning a low wage doesn't make you poor. Your financial stability depends more on how much you save. So regardless of how much you make, go ahead, set up an automatic deduction from your paycheck into a savings account. It'll give you that margin of safety to cover those unexpected events. 